Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I looked at you. Like, I was expecting you to say something. I'm Lindsay. You're on your own bitch. <laughs> I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. Uh, we're also joined by my loud as hell air conditioner. Yeah, it is... Um the high, I think, was 101 today. Yeah. So the girls are getting paid overtime. They surely yeah. are. Those little hamsters running around powering the AC. <laughs> Work yep. overtime, girls. Yeah, and Hazard. Yeah. Um, you know Doc Bees? Yeah. How they do that thing um, where every, if it's over 100 degrees that day, <clears throat> whatever the, uh, like, difference between the temperature and 100 is how much they're charging for margaritas oh wow yes okay well, well, although if it gets to be like 107 it's like this isn't really paying off for me anymore but like right um yeah so they'll do like like on, today it would be like one dollar margaritas wow and a few different places in town have started to mimic this this is very cute yes well there's a what there's an instagram i follow that's like who what where austin yeah they posted all the deals and then all caps. It was like sunburning out Sanders out here. Uh, like it was like redistributing. Yeah. yeah. Spreading the wealth. That's yeah. so good to know. Yeah, Maybe man. that'll be the thing that catches kind of like how bottomless mimosas all caught, you know? Yes. And let me tell you something to the younger listener of which don't, there are likely none. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't go, do that. Just go straight to gummies. Yeah. And if you're going to experiment with mimosas, which if ever you should, it should be when you're sub 27, I would say. I was going to say 25 even. Yeah. Um, you know, three is absolutely all you need. Yeah. Maximum, I would say. Beyond there, it gets... Dangerous territory. It's really yucky, really dry. And that's usually how they price out unlimited mimosas. It's like, if you're going to be drinking three, it's better to just to get the mimosa, the unlimited. <sighs> it's a very low buy-in. God, I used to go with Paige and Brooke to um, Gloria's at the Domain. Familiar. And they had, I think Absolutely mid-menu. I do not understand why oh my you God. throw ass about Gloria's so much. <laughs> okay, first of all, their bean dip. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I know, and that's not a draw for you. But also they have this tropical salad, and I just have to say the dressing is so special. It's like a very, very thick kind of balsamic-y reduction Okay. And it's almost syrupy. You know, I just don't know that this is going to be the thing for me. The fruit is always just perfect on this salad. It's incredible. But we used to get the mimosa deal. It was like, I think it was like $5 for bottomless. And each mimosa was large. Like it was in a large goblet. A large goblet of cold Cold white white wine. wine. (laughs) Legendary Um, moment on Drag Race this season. Yeah. Raja Gemini said something that is tattooed on my brain now where she was talking about how at home when she's doing her seamstress work yeah. whatever she gets to luxuriate and take her time and she said i like to luxuriate and have a big goblet of cold white wine can you believe this what a phrase the gift of age and wisdom yeah you know yeah you know what the good things in life are the older you get that is true a Big goblet of cold white wine. Big goblet of cold white wine. We're seeing Alyssa Edwards tomorrow night. We surely are, and I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our husbands will be there, so please don't. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this weekend, well, I mean, I was going to say let's sync up, but we're kind of already mid-sync. It's happened, girls. It's already happened. (laughs) We don't have to sync up at all anymore. Yeah, Saturday, Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Um, 
What is that guy's name? I have no idea what that guy's there name is. There is some... He's Nothing's going to happen with him beyond that video. No, there's some... And I don't think he wants it to. Hilarious nice. video where I guess some straight bros are talking to their friend and they say, what are Saturdays for? And he's like... So drunk. So drunk. And he's like, Saturdays. For the Saturdays? Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays are for the handsome men. <laughs> can barely keep his eyes open. I Bless him. <laughs> he's got very very long weave yes okay i've seen this yeah i'm pretty sure it's like a clip-in yeah i think that's right or whatever you know what i'm saying right yeah um yeah you don't think he's grown his hair a foot and a half in i i have such doubt (laughs) in that short of a time yeah yeah interesting well here's what i've been up to yeah a a lot of um you know domestic activity mm-hmm. that's all i want to do these days and if it's i'm not so nice. doing it i'm consuming content about it of course i get on tiktok and the Girl. girls just tell me how they clean and how they cook how they chop their little vegetables and wash their little produce <sighs> produce i this love is, it this is why hgtv was a hit and yes. food network back in the because day when they were like first stuff in the home they just sort of like domesticity it's fun it's very relaxing i made cucumber sandwiches mm-hmm. from I a made, tiktok i sent you <clears throat> yes and thank you for that i get um, source credit yeah <laughs> referral bonus for that um a lemon turmeric cake oh, it's so good so wait, you made it differently syrup. this time yeah, I didn't put the lemon slices on top because I find that the dough struggles to bake around it. Okay, this is an Allison Roman lemon turmeric cake. Yes, and I do think I left it in the Limerin, oven. Lemon, I said. Lemon turmeric. <laughs> I think I left it in the oven like three minutes too long. Okay. It wasn't burnt, but it was a little dry. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, well. I love cake. I love cake. What was that other one you made for Easter? That chocolate, it's like hazelnut something something. I made that for Easter? You made that and the lemon. I did do that. I did do yeah, that. Yeah, what is that, that chocolate one? That is the um, hazelnut uh, sour cream That is cake. such a special and cake. You, it it um, implodes on itself. Like, it's supposed to. Wow. Because, like, Tig was like, I have bad news. Like, I think the cake collapsed. And I was like, girly. That's the fun of it. Part of it. <laughs> That's the I experience. Get, I get why you'd be concerned, though. That cake. Because it looks a mess, but it tastes really good. It's so good. Man. And I'm not even a hazelnut girly. I know. It's a good cake. It's a really good cake. You know what other one I make that I... I haven't made any of this other guy's stuff, but that matcha rose cake. Yeah, that's a really special cake, too. But that's too. an adult cake, for sure. Definitely. It's got, like, a very mild sweetness to yeah, it. it's not for the children. I remember the first time I had, like, a bran muffin. I was like, I don't... This I don't is good. It. This is good, but I don't know why. Because it's just... It was, like... It was like a quiet breeze compared to everything else we were eating as children. Oh my God. The food we ate really was. This like brand muffin was a suggestion of our like, attention. Why don't you slow down and take a breath, sweetheart? Wow, no kidding. Everything else was like extreme blast food. 90s children's food was absolutely deranged. Absolutely. And one thing about us as a family is we love to consume. <laughs> we are love. we are shoppers. <laughs> and whatever the trend was, we were going to have it right there. <laughs> we're going to have it. That's how I was like, hey, mom, can I get that green ketchup? And she was like, it's your life, too. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we probably had Uncrustables when they were we did. new inventions. We were very early adopters of Goober Grape. Mm, I, lo- I I will still write for An Goober old Grape. family in the Goober Grape community. <laughs> 
I still love that stuff. I think they have Red 40 in all their jellies. No. So I don't think I've been able to experience it since freshman year of You only college. have to get out one implement. It's already mixed. You don't it's have a good to idea. do it. It's such a good idea. And it's beautiful. It is. As a product. <laughs> Boy, it tastes good. I would love to know who the like brand manager is for Goober Grape. Yeah. You Contact know? DM us. I like... <laughs> I, I'll do Spawn for free jars of Goober Grape. It did not occur to me that there are people who market those products. Yeah. Until a few years ago when like someone I work with like came from the CPG world. Yeah. And would just like... You know, like, I want to bring this guy in. He worked on Doritos. And I was like, what do you have, what do you do? How do you manage, like, a brand that recognizable? It seems like there's only so much you can change. Right. It says, it's so funny, though, because it seems like there's got to be probably a whole team like that for every, like, like, I wonder if there's, like, Fritos versus Doritos competition internally. Mm. Oh, because they're owned by the same. Right. Like well, if they if they get judged you, on different markers or if they collaborate or is Doritos also corn based? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And like further, do they have to fight for like the ink involved with like making that bag as like cobalt blue as it is? These are questions I really would like. I to have would answered. love if anyone who has worked in uh, CPG and specifically Cheetos, nasty old snacks. Yeah. <laughs> if you know anyone who worked the Little Debbie account, the Moon Pie account, I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure that's got to live somewhere in like a business podcast. But here's my main gripe with business podcasts. Oh, I have so many. I have a lot, actually. <laughs> and that like, I want to know the banal details. Right. I want to know the nitty gritty. I want right. to know what formula you based your assumptions <laughs> off of. You wow. know what I mean? And you like, are just built different from me. Well, they just get on there and they're like, you have to wake up and activate and inspire. And it's like, that, well, that doesn't. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that tells me that they don't know what the nitty gritty is. Right. Well, in like, there's a certain flavor of like, sort of Loud founder. CEO. Yeah, we'll do exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, and I also would love like a business gossip podcast. Oh, for sure. And I'm talking about like the girls from away are bitches. Like that yes. kind of pod. Like, totally. You know, not like, oh, they're. That was a rumor for a while. Oh, there was a really Wasn't long, it like a big dust was, up? Yeah. yeah, there was a really long expose on it. Damn. I, I remember it happened like a few months before we did like work from home. Yeah. And I looked around and like four or five people were all reading it at the same time. Oh my God. There's, that's just the best feeling. Oh, it's such a, I, I love when the that, internet picks an article for the week and then we all read it. Yes. Well, I was going to say Book we club. really haven't had something like that that isn't like overtly polarizing or political like right those stories the best part about them was like we could all approach it in the same way right you know bad like, art friend came close but it was so i never dipped my toes into bad art friend. oh girl it got so messy so quickly and like of course the take factories had to like fire on both women's behalves and it's like they babe yeah neither of these people are supposed to be good here yeah. like this this is just an inherently annoying situation right and like what you need to understand is like a story where both of them are obnoxious we love that even more right get into yeah, it we don't need a hero you yeah you the people who are consuming this are not like marvel fans no oh my god it, but it know? turned into a whole thing about like plagiarism this that blah 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 but this doesn't justify blah 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 and oh, everyone's got a little angle <sighs> have you thought about it this way 
No. It's so irritating. I don't want to think about it a Can second Can you girls more. just get on Twitter and make really silly jokes, please? Right. That's my what favorite. What I love is just like a funny, like a well-placed. Right. Like when people use like a clip of Tiffany Pollard, but it's like about complaining about their neighbor. Right. Or something. You know what right. I mean? Like goofy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is so silly. I feel like uh, Rose Domu, I've talked about her Twitter account on here several times, mm-hmm. but she just always has funny little quippy little thoughts you know sometimes they're just like 10 words but it makes me laugh that's what I like you know and I like uh, something I can send to my mom and be like you ever heard you ever thought about that yeah you know I also this made me laugh are you wearing the Italy yeah I am oh yes I do love that format about the Chanel boots. Yes, anything with that that's Devil Wears Prada related meme. That has held up as like a, a meme factory. Yes. As has, I mean, I'll, is it an episode of this podcast if I don't bring up Lord of the Rings? No. But, <laughs> but you watch it and you're like, oh, yup, 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 yup. Like really early internet memes that have just endured. Yep. Yeah, that Sean Bean, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Blah, blah, blah meme. You yeah. don't even know. I don't know. Because it's just one does not simply get your toddler to sleep or whatever. You know, stupid. Yes. When your TV is no longer green, I am going to sort of sit you down and be like, watch Lord of the Rings. (laughs) It's happening. Yeah. There was, um, do you remember when the, we were just referring to this meme a minute ago, the Marvel crowd cheering meme? Um, That was kind of like early pandemic, I think, right? Wasn't it like it was Maybe, Avengers yeah. Endgame or something? Yeah. But I remember someone edited it, so it was the scene from Devil Wears Prada where Miranda's <laughs> like, "It's not even blue; it's cerulean." <laughs> that <laughs> is a pile of stuff. <laughs> I remember, and this is a special thing for an older woman to say. <laughs> I remember seeing that scene in theaters and being clenched. That film, I knew I loved it the minute. The, yes, the, the second minute, minute I left, came I was on. like, "Well." Dang it. We're going to watch that one. <laughs> New classic just dropped. Quite a lot. Same with Bridesmaids. You just know. Yeah. You just know. Those like, you know about a good melon. This is going to fall into the girly canon. Yes. We're going to yeah. watch this all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the Devil Wears product. You know, in fact, I started getting a little nosy about what was going to be available for my in-flight entertainment <laughs> <laughs> on the flight that I'm about to take. You have to be prepared so you don't get affected. Right. And honestly, babe, where is the fun? Bring these headphones. Because you, you you have to bring a corded headphone. Oh, you do. You have to. Even, oh, they even might on international you, they might flights. give you dinky little headbuds, but like, bring, no. bring. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to scrounge up some earbuds, my preferred size. Yes. Always has been, always will be. Is that so? Yeah. Even in junior high, I was an earbuds girl. As opposed to... Headphones. Over-the-head oh, headphones. right. Because well, the ones that they used to have would just sort of pinch in on your ear flesh. It was like a yeah. lot of like weird circular pressure. Yeah. For sure. Over-the-head ones are nice. Or yeah. Like over the entire ear. Yeah. Like over big, the whole ear. But big, at the time, boys. we weren't doing that. They were those stupid, tiny, tiny circles. little circles. And we liked things to be sleek in the 90s, was, but we were incapable of we achieving that. We went too that. far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we also thought that black looked sleeker than white mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. our electronics, or like yeah. gunmetal gray. Right. And you pair that with things being about 40% bigger than they need to be. And it's just a lot of visual space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like for you, sure. Yeah, like every new bit of technology in the home in the 90s like uh, uglified the home but by a lot. It's not a lot of joy to my life. The the more that 
these devices get smaller, the bigger mm-hmm. the place they take up in our life. And Whoa. that <laughs> is a shame. I may not look around and see a bunch of ugly electronics, but boy, if yeah, there isn't think, some listening device in every... <laughs> oh, I know. And I think the ugliness also sort of kept you at bay. Right. Where it was like... You're like, well, I don't want to get another ugly stereo system. Yeah, it's like an absolutely stunning day outside. Mm-hmm. Do I want to sit in the computer room right. all day? The computer room. We need a computer room again. The heat that that generated. Oh my god. <laughs> the stale sweat of sitting and like monitoring aim <laughs> in the computer room. <laughs> or like or resting your feet on that like molten lava box that was like hissing at you. Like waiting for the CD ROM writer to like yes. finish recording a CD and just hearing it. Yeah, especially like towards the so end hard. there, you're like, it's either going to crash you- the computer or I'm going <laughs> to fire mix out of this. <laughs> and I would stay up so late because it was like, I d- if I stay up five more minutes, then surely the CD will be done and I could listen to it as I'm going to sleep. Yep. Wow. Fools. <clears throat> that was a fun time. It was. It was the right amount of tech. That was We've the right amount of tech. We've talked about this so many times on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but it should have stopped there. <laughs> My... Um, Facebook access has entirely disappeared. I was just telling you, as of this weekend, mm-hmm. I can't even get into Messenger anymore. Good. So, but I... You're I, free now. I informed the last group chat that I still had there, like, hey, girlies, I don't know what happened, but I can't get into Facebook. It's, like, two of my really close friends, and they were, like, we were wondering, because they both had, like, major announcements, and I had just sort of said <laughs> nothing. Don't super care about that one. Thanks. One of them bought a house, and another one found out the sex of her baby, and it was, like... Okay. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for filling me in, dolls. <laughs> Pressed for me- comment. She had none. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask all the questions I am absolutely certain you guys have addressed oh, in the, no. o- the other group chat. you have to do that just to show that you care. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know that you've already answered how many square feet your new house is and what the baby's name is going to be, but like... Can you say it again? Well, because, like, then you have to come up with, like, more obtuse questions. like Right. An interesting angle. <laughs> Will you teach it soccer? <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, yeah, they were like, well, how did you get locked out? I was like, well, I, like, the me- the notification came up saying I had a message, and I went to open it, and it was like, log in, girl. And I was like, okay. And I put what I am certain was the correct password in, and it was like, nice try log in girl (laughs) and then I did it again and it so I finally did forgot password and it would like let me reset the password and then I would enter the new password in and Mm -hmm. it would be like incorrect password sweetheart try again and so I like I did this whole cycle like 10 times probably and then I was like Zuckerberg doesn't want me just on this application anymore. Sometimes you have to take the sign <clears throat> yeah. for what it is. Yeah, for sure. I love having fewer things to bother via... I mean, I love chatting with my friends, but... Of course. One we fewer, should just get back on AIM. Right. One fewer application that has, like, a big red circle with... Notif- I can't stand to have <laughs> notifications. No, I'm a zero notification girl. Oh, it drives me crazy. I also, like for sure have my apps organized by color i do too except for all banking in one place and not on the main screen <laughs> money has to be kept in the safe in place in the second page of my phone <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's fun i did the thing that the the one of the girls on tiktok who's like a perfectionist does mm-hmm. where you have like the pinterest widget installed twice on my home screen installed twice yes so you can choose which board it comes from it pulls from and which 
like whether you want to randomize it and if so how often uh-huh and so then like I open Show my home screen because I tried to do this but then like I think all you I think your board has to be public yeah, I think it does. So, so I just made some vibey ones. I should do that. that then, no, you know what? I don't even think these are public because I don't think any of my boards are public. Yeah, none but of mine are. Anyways, and it was... never will be. It was like, it just pulls That's, a new pin every rules, day. Though. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Yeah. Digital hygiene. I know. It is very pleasing to me. Well, I enjoy that for you. I realized I said I hate notifications, but I'm a total liar. I hate text notifications. Mm. Like anything that's like somebody that you want to talk to has a notification all these other ones someone recently commented on and they were like you have <laughs> look at how oh my god Lindsay. every folder <laughs> that's out of control <laughs> notifications on it i really should just delete i'm glad you clarified because i would have called you a liar the next time you opened your phone <laughs> it's all linkedin stop I'm i don't like you you have the linkedin app on your phone i, I don't, don't have LinkedIn like you i like business <laughs> i should just delete the whole application huh yeah that's another one you should be freed from because I they think, love to do like bullshit notifications like yeah. hey someone updated their newsletter right i don't, I don't want to be on this anyway no i do um whenever we're hiring someone i stay logged in as parker because right. i like screen applications as they come in and the the messages he gets i'm like oh my god business is so boring (laughs) just don't understand why that's something that you have ever been interested in well okay counting your little beans yes i think that i think it's like if i want to be psychological about it it, like as a kid it gives you a little sense of order and control like wow i'm gonna do my paperwork and that'll solve everything damn but like uh I don't know. Functionally now, it's like, well, listen, we're going to have to do it anyway. I'm going to have to be here. Yeah. To, like, make the coins that I want to live my little life. So I might as well get good at it. Might as well get good at it. Yeah. And have a good time at it. Man. But, you know, keeping that reined in so that you're not girl bossing eight hours a week. (laughs) Too close to the sun. (laughs) Too close to the sun. Yeah. See, I am just sort of, uh, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just not a career girly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that's really valid. I'm and sort to be of honest with you, if I didn't vibes. have to do that to get my little baubles, <laughs> my little treats. True. I true. probably would, you know, yeah. I'd be at a pond. Oh, for sure. More frequently. Yeah. Not in Austin. Uh, I've seen cute swimming holes. Oh, well, right. But that town lake oh, rash girly girl on, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, who was Ugh. like, oh my God, can you believe this? And that other girl was like, yeah, it's yeah, sewage. Shut off. It's Get out of there. It's disgusting. Oh my gosh. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, but you're right. We do have like Barton Springs and stuff. That's true. Should we talk about. Yeah. Or do you. We mentioned Meryl Streep, but we didn't say the. Or, oh, I don't even know if we mentioned her by name, but we were talking about The we Devil did. Wears Prada. Yes. Um, this week we watched another Meryl Streep bop, which was Florence Foster Jenkins. I do feel that people don't talk about this movie enough. This movie was cute. It was a real banger. It was so cute. I think it was just maybe a tough year for the Oscars that year. I get, Was she nominated for this? Uh, maybe. She just, like, th- this character was so charming to me. A real I love, person. I love a delusional rich yes. bitch. You know? <laughs> and, like, like, who was she hurting? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she just was sort of minding her business, singing her stupid little songs with the worst voice you've ever heard in your entire life. And, like, God bless Meryl Streep for pulling that off. I know. God. <laughs> they The way that they first introduced that is so funny. So, basically, the premise of this movie is... This woman, Florence Foster Jenkins, 
she's like very rich. I don't think they ever say why. She says well, oh. she says something about her dad being rich, but then he cuts her off. Well, I think that her husband, her ex-husband, she said something about him being a performer, right? Maybe. Oh, Susanna was written by Stephen Foster. I think that that's supposed to be someone that she that was like related relative? to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me look up like what the deal with her husband was, but they they separated like a year into their marriage. Her first husband. Yes. Yeah. In the movie, they say it's because he gave her uh, syphilis. Yes, which is like likely that yeah. that happened, but yeah. Um, but I didn't read to see whether that was actually what killed her. Um, yeah, they do think that was like complications from. Okay, but so she has this husband Sinclair Bayfield, and in this movie that is, um, oh, what's your man? He goes with the girl with the uh, <laughs> Colin Firth. No, not no, a, not even close. Hugh Grant. Grant. There we go. <laughs> like Hugh Laurie. That uh, wow. That Lindsay. Dairy Girls thing was so useful. Yes, Actually. but also, like, how have you, how far we have fallen that we would forget about Hugh Grant? I know. My brain is just sort of not really tip, tip, tap and quick enough tonight. Yeah, we're not firing on all four <laughs> cylinders right now. Um, he had, their relationship is kind of sweet to me, except for the fact that, like, he is, like, technically cheating on her, but. He says they have an understanding. I don't really know if they have well, ever discussed it. It seemed that their understanding was that they would um, abstain from marriage so that she would not... Or from sex. Sorry, from sex. Yes. They were never actually married in real life. Oh, like, yeah, you're right. Like common it's law, those partners. Um, they would abstain from sex due to her having syphilis. Right. Um, so I think there's like the scene where she's at Cosme's apartment. Yes. And she's talking about him like out playing golf. It seems that she's aware of it on some level I think yeah you know I mean and he maintains a separate residence right so then he went to some pains to hire or to hide that like there was a party right and you know his bitchy little girlfriend Kathleen (laughs) well he did end up marrying some a piano teacher named Kathleen after a year after Florence died she was in the most recent dune this girl yes she looked familiar to me she's got one of those kind of like um bedeviling kind of scary malevolent faces to me like yeah very for sure pr- it's pretty but i'm 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 on my toes virgo rebecca ferguson is her name okay uh close libra okay um, no i was just saying that's the vibe yeah yeah the slate i'm impressed but i am scared exactly yeah she was in the greatest showman dune that's a movie that is a complete and utter cultural blind spot for yet, me and so i just probably never will i see just it. don't really circus things don't really no i actually actively do not enjoy circus yeah. things if I'm being honest with you. Why? <laughs> Maybe there's something there. I've just never unturned un- <laughs> untangled that. Yeah, I was trying to say unturned that stone, but I was like it turned into like a Meg's daughter unturned unturned it. <laughs> God. <You know. laughs> I love her. The way that she artfully misspeaks is like it's honestly impressive. You you're, you're going to be you're going to be happy about it. <laughs> but I, she's I, such an unusual character. She really had me laughing in Hacks. We watched Very funny. the rest of... Uh, are you caught up? Yeah, we are too. I can't believe that was the end of season two and it has not yet officially been renewed. What's the deal with HBO? I don't oh, know. Oh, is it like a streaming wars thing? Where they're like be. cut and budge and they kind of have to make sure this is going to work? Because you know <sighs> Netflix is like... Doing badly. Well, they're doing very poorly, but they've yeah. also decided that they're not going to do big budget Hollywood films. anymore. They basically just said that. Interesting. There's a book that just came out about the streaming wars that I've been meaning to 
listen to. I'll talk Ooh, to Parker about it. Interesting. Oh, I'm uh, sure he'd love that. Yeah. He loves, especially, he loves stuff about, like, the entertainment business, like, behind the scenes. Because he it's finds it fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. He's like, their accounting tricks are very clever. It's a whole town built on, like, very seedy behavior, yes. too. Yeah, ultimately. And, you know, everything they do really ripples out throughout the entire world. Yeah. Like... Very cool, cool thing we've done. <laughs> Very cool power you have. <laughs> Marvel. Um, Marvel. Um, anyway, so this, uh, so St. Clair is um, her partner. Her he's her partner, but he, they, they start the movie with him like doing a stage show for the Verdi Club, which I guess is just her music club. I think it's like her social club. Yeah. Yeah, but it is music based, but it's like society. Yes. And um, she's performing older matriarchs, very old ladies, very Liberace. Yes, absolutely. So I kind of wondered if Saint Clair was gay at the beginning because just like the I did way, too, they clearly had a sexless dynamic. Well, yeah, you know, she was like what twenty years, oh yeah, senior or something like that. Yes, for sure. And um, anyways, but he and he seems to like treat, have more of a caretaker and like fixer kind of job like he's constantly like sweeping up behind her to make sure she never hears a negative word about herself mm-hmm. um god that little tableau show they did at the beginning was so so silly goofy. and the women like gasping yeah they were like <gasps> she's dressed as an angel unbelievable she's I being suspended was just thinking like man it'd be really awesome to be that thrilled by that i know i know that's so cute um so yeah she decides that she wants after they go to the opera i guess and they see this Mm -hmm. this singer who's got a gorgeous voice gorgeous yes yeah and um florence is like i think i could do that i love her for that (laughs) give give my voice teacher a ring yeah it's time to blow the cobwebs off this old girl it is so silly and so she hires a an accompanist an accompanist and she's immediately she's like i'm gonna work you very hard I, I practice for up to an hour a day, two, three, sometimes four days a week. Oh and it's gosh. like, oh my gosh. And he's like, uh, she's like, I can't afford to pay you much. 600. And he's like, oh, a month. And she was like a week. Oh, inflation calculator. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see what that was. 600 a week. Yes. Um, I think so this was in what year? 1940. Uh, she died in 44. So I think this was like shortly before. So let's say like 43. Okay. 19. Which do you feel that she and uh, maybe just the older ladies were dressed more twenties than forties? I yes. guess that could be just reflective of being older. Just being older and dressing. Yeah. That would be about $10,000 now. So he, a month. Yeah. That's, yeah what, that, that's what he was getting. He was asking, you mean a month? And he thought that was like a shockingly high amount. And she was mm-hmm. like, no, a week. So he's getting paid like 40000 a month. Stupid money. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah, for yeah. you, young man. Totally. Cosme McMoon from San Antonio, Texas. Oh, is that where they said he was from? Mm-hmm. He says it at the end. He's like, I'm just a little boy from San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> he um, was a classic nervous type in the film. Yeah. He's um, Mexican-Irish. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. McMoon was actually... He it, changed it. Yeah. It was McMunn. But he did a cute thing there, making that it is McMoon. cute. McMoon. I thought that actor did a really good job. He did. I, he, he was nominated for a, a globe, a globe, a Golden Globe. It. He looks so familiar to me. He was in um, the Big Bang Theory, so he will never have to work again. Oh wow! Yeah, those um, those kids. 
they they don't have Kaylee to lift Cuoco a finger. Is just sort of. But Kaylee Cuoco's still like, I'll take the flight attendant check. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard that was good. I know I need to watch. Maybe it. she's maybe she's like, I've got to do something that isn't garbage. Yeah. <laughs> to God, let the, you, I know I never have to work again, but I'd sort of like to not have well, that that's be why my only. Jim credit. Parsons keeps doing like yeah. like highbrow kind of things. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, like I promise, I'm a serious actor. Right. Well, I just sort of don't like the way you look and sound (laughs) (laughs) to my eyes or ears. Um, Your presence discomforts me, and I don't crave content with you in it. (laughs) Thank you for this talk. I'm so glad we could have this talk. The guy that plays Cosme was also in Dewey Cox. I don't know as Yes, he was one of the lawyers. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay, yeah. Wow, that was... Yes, he was a rather ugly stereotype. Yes, it was... Yeah, that was a part of the movie we chose to not address. And we won't any further. And we shan't. Um, But yeah, so he comes over and plays... He he plays a little political trick to get the job Mm -hmm. by saying that the other pianists were all very loud because he'd heard that she was complaining about how loudly the other guy had played. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the people he screws over in this scene is a young Josh O'Connor. Has, like, one line, so yeah. he got SAG minimum for this. For sure. But he, you know, Prince Charles on the crown. Yeah. A bright future for that young man, I suspect. Yeah, he, did, he got a lot of good work right after that. Man, the crown. The crown is elite television. I'm ready for another God, season oh, of I that. I hope Netflix doesn't sacrifice the crown. No, I think they've already filmed it. It's the final season. Well... Good. Then they got to go out ostentatiously. Yes, with well, Imelda Staunton. There's no story beyond Diana. Babe. Like, right. I don't really care what's happened since. You know who's playing Diana in this season, right? Um, Ms. Tallgirl. Ms. Tallgirl. What is her name? <laughs> um, I don't remember from Great Gatsby. Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. That girl. The girls are going to go crazy for this one. Slim pins. Very tall. Very leggy, tall. Leggy, leggy blonde girl. Vita in Virginia type. Yes. Beat. Yeah. yeah what is, she's like 6'4", isn't she? Yeah, she's tall. That's a Good tall for girl. her. Good for her. I have nothing but like. Have you seen the movie Tall Girls for Tall Girls? <laughs> have you seen any any information about this? Film? Yeah, I've seen I've seen it advertised on Netflix, and I'm like, Steve Zahn is in it. Pretty flimsy premise. <laughs> they made a sequel. Not gonna lie, Tall Girl Two. Well, you know, babe, that like what? tall girls in high school are like, thank God, finally, because that's got to be a really rough period. True. To be seen in that way, I'm sure is special. I'm sure it is, and it's it's funny that it's taken this long. I suppose, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like. <laughs> Well, they also had models. Okay, <laughs> right. You're like, the world doesn't close in on you at all for being a tall girl. I'm sure you are, I'm sure dating is harder in high school. Yeah, but it's hard for everyone in high yeah, school. Yeah, it's also hard if you sort of have like a very strange hair part and like jeans are not really right in any sort of good season. When I was right. in high school, jeans had no idea what they were doing. We really didn't have a consensus on the matter. It was primarily bootcut, and then freshman year, or sorry, senior year, you start to see the emergence of the skinny jeans. Yeah. I think I wear, wore skinny jeans for, like, the last month of my high school career, if that. Well, and our early skinny jeans are akin to, like, a straight leg, because it took, yeah. a, it took a little while for the, f- the design of the skinny to reach its ultimate pinnacle, we you know? got skinny jean maximalism... It's not. Then I look at it now, I'm like, what were we up we to? We looked exactly as bad as everyone warned us we did. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, no, this is what we're going to do. Okay, I remember, though, as an Anthro employee, the summer, it, I think we, you know, Anthro was kind of shockingly an early adopter of this. And when they 
brought it out for like a styling session before this. Oh my God. Working at Anthro was so much fun. Like an hour before we opened to customers, we would review all of the new things that had come in the shipments that day. Mm-hmm talk about what concept they were going to live in on the floor. And then we would kind of like, if there was any new thing we were trying to push, they were like, we're going to have a little try on and like a styling thing. And so we play these little games, but it was these AG skinny jeans. And I was like, absolutely the hell not. (laughs) As someone who does not, and you, we all should have listened to that first instinct. I, period. Because I, especially at that time, I've now come to make peace with my thighs. But as a as a young 20-something, it was not. It was through gritted teeth. And it was also a time when slim pins were sort of the ideal. It was Paris Hilton days. Yeah. That's so, the thing is, like, one thing I know about me is that I'm going to be hot until I hit the grave. Right. But that I will... The, the very slim pin is never going to manifest not, on my body. It's not reachable for me. It's not sort of achievable without giving up something that I treasure most dearly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I would say is maybe my strongest um, card to play. Right. Uh, is just accentuate the positive. Yes. Right. So I, it's just not going to happen. Right. And I'm very, very grateful that wide leg pants are back. As Especially with a crop so I can get some ventilation going. Thank God. Let's for- live this way forever, girls. I forgot about the airflow it's so nice it really is refreshing all the difference in the world the swass that would happen (laughs) in skinny jean era it's not comparable to now it's excessive it i think when jeggings really hit the scene too it got did that way worse and i am grateful now i never did the printed jegging kind of a thing but we all did we all did those (laughs) things that were like it was a jean Technically, it was like really, really stretchy. Well, maybe really pushed the boundary on that. <laughs> they did, which is what one could afford in the in the early Obama years right. as a young woman. Exactly. Um, as someone on yeah. a very, very small salary, <laughs> the tightest budget you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> tight budgets call for tight jeans. God, get on down to old. Navy. Get on down to old navy. It is flammable. <laughs> it smelled like a tire. I would wear it, and I'd be like, I know, I know. They repurposed a tire for these jeans. They still hit me with Instagram ads a lot. And sometimes it's like the way that they style it. You're like, oh, that's kind of cute. And like a bunch of influencers that I follow will be like, I did an Old Navy try on. But then lately I'll look at them and I'm like, I just know that the construction on that garment is so per. (laughs) I know if I could get my naked eyes on it that I would see. Right. It is but a Potemkin village of a garment. <laughs> right. And if I would ever just sit my behind down and learn how to use a sewing machine, I bet that I could crank out as many cute garments as I wanted. I'm really bullish on us actually learning I think we're that going because to. I, the feminine arts. I was going to say I'm absolutely in my feminine craft moment. <laughs> um, absolutely. I mean, I think we should probably ask. Uh, I think Anjali and Sushila both know how to sew. I so would love. If y'all want to give us tutorials. Yeah. Come on over to my house. I will furnish you with so many snacks. Yes. A cheese board even. I make a mean cheese board. She you really just does. have to show me how to do this. I think I think I will see if this can be made to happen. Thank does you. Does Ingrid know how to sew? God, she probably would. 
our friends are so accomplished. She's so good at stuff. Um, anyway, so speaking of accomplishments, yeah. Florence Foster Jenkins wow. um, decides that she wants to accomplish singing on a stage. So I she can't gets, believe you're really continuing with I this did. through line. I did. She gets her little pianist there and the vo- vocal coach, and they're like about to start playing. And the, f- the first, the way that they tease you before you hear her voice is so silly. It's so funny. You get to see Cosme's face, like, take in what he's hearing. When he gets in the elevator and starts And just starts giggling. It. It's so silly. I really appreciated that performance. What a silly, silly... The, his laugh was very delightful to hear. It was yes. like, <laughs> Yeah. I watched this on my iPad while I was dyeing my hair last night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey. Because Beth this is inspired an us. Movie. Well, Beth inspired us with her yes. iPad because... After our discussion she sent us last a tour week, of her rig. Yes, after our discussion last week about a TV in the bathroom, our friend Beth was like, "Girls, <laughs> I gotcha." <laughs> I'm thinking about. I was how so I inspired can by that. Adapt those principles in my own home. I think that would be such a delightful thing. If then so, you could just turn on some like comforting domestic TV, yeah. like a Food Network program. Or, well, here's the thing about our house is that in the ensuite bathroom, there is only but a shower stall. Right. And then in the hall bathroom, right. there's a full tub. Should be opposite, I feel. Right. I, I feel agree. They, they maximize for closet space, I think. Yes, I'm sure. But um, in our present configuration, Craig and I have uh, four bedrooms and two bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Which is a laughable amount of rooms for two people, and we've really spread out. Um, so he's sort of as a land and expand, <laughs> as they say in the sales world. Yeah, I was gonna say for someone who hates business, you love I to speak so. in jargon. It's like it's, you and who moved my cheese? It's so funny to me because I will like join these like I don't know like webinars or whatever uh-huh. and I'm like the way that people talk no, this is what I'm saying though that's why there's not really and everyone's like right podcast. right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 100% 100% I'm like that what? is the new verbal tick of every um mostly dudes who work in tech 100% 100% <laughs> 97% like hey you don't have to be that sure <laughs> it's okay yeah not, certainty is an illusion for us all <laughs> when we dial that down to something realistic exactly 76 not nothing yeah that's pretty good too yeah um so anyways they prepare for this program that she's going to put on St. Clair is really trying to make sure that the only people who can get tickets to it are friends of theirs who will be like that was lovely dear but he and does I love that for him. He does kiss houses only. Period. He only calls true them fans of music. True <laughs> fans of music. Um, one of the people that manages to get into the show is Nina Arianda, and I was she like, she was fun in this. She was Vivian Vance and being the Ricardos. Oh right, big yeah. year for her on the pod. Yeah, I thought she looked familiar, and she's also famously Pete's Arena Sabaro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, God, an important, an important part the, of the canon. One of the funnier. Uh, of names. course, I want to see what Pizzeria Sabaro is going to wear. <laughs> that name and Gaylord Felcher were her some of her best work. So silly that program. So stupid. Man, I, I love, love Thirty Rock. Um, so yeah, the uh, the show is silly, but everybody says it's great. And then she decides to take it up a notch and make a record. And then the record gets radio traction. Sort laughable, of like a 
William Hung, she bangs kind of situation. Very that. Yeah, we had not, we really Nothing haven't. Nothing new under the sun Moved here. past that cycle. I bet you we could find like an ancient Greek example of someone oh, who sure. is famous for being a jackass. For sure. We love little clowns. But I mean, every, every court had a jester, babe. Yes. We loved to have somebody to all sort of be like, look at this stupid weirdo. <laughs> the sad thing about William Hung was like, man, that guy was trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, you look back at it, it's like we didn't have to be mean to him. The casting episodes of American Idol are some of the most brutal <laughs> indictments of American culture. Absolutely we can. But I'm just like, I cannot believe that this... And it was a whole water cooler like discussion. sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were, there you go. They were our, like, sort of social scapegoats. Like, you're... Yes. At least you're not a clown who went on American Idol. Right. Yeah, you can comfort yourself with that, at least. The worst part of the, the those episodes were the people that were, like bad but like you understand how they heard that they were good right exactly and and so it was like yeah you have to learn that your friends aren't honest that was always Erin's takeaway too Mm -hmm. we would watch those and she would say I'm really sad that these people's friends weren't honest with them and I was always like would you want me to tell you you were so bad at something you were passionate about? And she was like, absolutely, I would. Like, easier said than done, though. How do you tell a dear friend, like, you shouldn't do this because they're going to laugh at this you? This is what always gets at me because I feel like most relationship advice from people is always like, be direct. Be extremely direct. No. And, like, it makes a certain sense if we all mutually disarm, but if you're the first person to be super direct and, like, after millennia, especially of women learning to speak in, like, subterfuge. Right. Like, I'm sorry, but you're gonna lose. Well, <laughs> like, it's not a good strategy. And you catch more flies with honey. Not always a good strategy. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Like, like there's ge- usually a gentle way to say something that needs to be said. Yeah. Like, you can still be honest, but without being, like, I don't know. I think well, the compliment sandwich is a great idea. Either. You right, know, like, exactly. I do have a few friends where I'm, like, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I remember telling Nicole sprayed, like, a lot of perfume on herself one time at a work event. And she walked over to me, and I was like, nope, <laughs> right back to the kitchen sink. Or I told her to go to the bathroom and wash it off. <laughs> Turning around, girl. And, like, she tells me that. That's right. Funny. And that's fine. Like, that, right. those are the terms. <laughs> exactly. But if I were to act that way with absolutely everybody, no. Right. You know? So it's like, I I don't know many people that are willing to be the person that tells you that you are not good at singing. Right. But then, yeah, but then it is, like, an awkward, like, but, I wasn't real with you. But did they tell their friends they were going to go on American Idol is the thing. I don't know. And did, if so, Someone, did their uh, friends say, like... Because I feel like if a friend told me that, even if I knew them to be a bad singer, I would be like, I'm rooting for you, girly. You know, like, yeah. you never know. And then if it turns out that she becomes a laughingstock, then it's like, I, I'm so sorry, girl. It wa- it wasn't really that bad. You know, like, yes. I'm I'm more likely to be like, I'm on your team 100%. That, that is kind of you. You've decided to join the folly right. ado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I'm committing to the terms. <laughs> I actually would like to co-sign your delusion. Help me believe in you <laughs> that is probably the the best approach you're yeah. I mean, it's like just be there for them regardless be happy for them and be sad with them you yeah know? but it's like that's so interesting that you and Aaron perceived the solution to that so mm-hmm. differently 
Totally. Yeah. I I think about that so regularly. That's like she was, really that was like one thing she said with her whole point. chest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like there were a lot of things where she was like, oh yeah, whatever. She's, you know, pretty She's agreeable. Yeah. The pretty way, agreeable about know, what they friends she had an opinion are. about that. She was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that is wrong of those friends to let them go do that. Day off. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta stand for something. <laughs> I know. Or you'll fall American for Idol really clarified a lot of things morally for people. Many things for the culture, I feel like. God, there's just nothing like it. Yeah, we're not all talking about the same show anymore. No. There's too many shows. It's no. a fire hose of content. Even like in streaming, remember when we all used to talk about Orange is the New Black and like by the time it got to the last God. season, it was like, who is watching this? Who still has time for this? I, I'm I'm a completionist about certain things, so I did, but like, I, I would have, have a good time. It went on too long. No. Oh God. Yeah. What I stopped before, I think I stopped like maybe at the end of season three. So mm-hmm. I, I missed, I think two seasons, but like. Oh my god, I would have the worst stress dreams watching that show. Yeah. I can't handle prison content, it turns out. Yeah, I don't think it's um, savory. We're not not meant to enjoy that. Yeah, Yeah. it's not uh, a part of the experience that most people find ideal. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. Anyways, was there anything else about this? Well, gosh. No, not really. Well, she gives her final performance. Oh, I love that, like... In his, like, her, his, sorry, Hugh Grant's girlfriends. Right. Uh, artistic friends basically, like, showed us camp in action. They, like, were, they had chosen an icon in absolutely. Florence Foster Jenkins. They were like, you have to let us in. I'm dying he to see her. some line that was like, she holds herself with great dignity. We love her. And it was like, they do, kind of. That's exactly like, it. Yeah, like, a yes. disgraced woman holding herself with a, a right. certain degree of dignity. Right. And just kind of like It's a Tammy Faye thing. Looking saying it with your chest, like looking right people right in the eye and singing the worst the thing you've ever seen. Well and they they singing the worst thing you've ever seen. I heard it. <laughs> they filled that Carnegie Hall with like soldiers. And they were all drunk. Yeah. And they start, because she was like, I'll do a benefit for the troops. I'm glad my record is selling so well. It was very Jenna Maroney deciding she cared about the troops. Because earlier in the movie, she's like, why can't I get chives? And he's like, well, they tell me there's a war on. Oh my God. The potato salad being made in the bathtub was a thing. Dude, she's an icon. What an absolute legend. I love potato salad. Oh my God. I love potato salad. <laughs> Anna, I would, Anna made I would egg love salad to dive weekend, into it. Oh. I loved that. God, I love egg salad. It's all good. All the salads. Chickpea salad. I used to love chicken salad when a, I... A mayo-based salad. I used to be very avoidant. Yeah. And now I find it to be one of life's true joys. <laughs> <laughs> I think for a while there it was trendy to, like, hate mayonnaise. Yes. I never hated mayonnaise. I think I was just really kind of grossed out by things being chopped so finely and tossed into It's the best part about it, baby. I know this now. But even still... You can get the perfect bite. Even That's still, why I, love I think salads. our generation is more moderate about, like, the chop size. We want something a little big. Like, if you look at, like, oh, millennial sp- potato salad, it's sometimes like, this is a half spud. Speak for yourself. You like it to be mush-mush. Girl. Ew. <laughs> Lindsay, you don't like a toothsome potato salad? You I prefer lo- absolute cold no, I, mush. Potato salad's fine. That's one thing. But I'm talking about in terms of other salads. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the, for chicken salad, it does The be finer, the better. Or, like, chopped salads yes. I'm obsessed with. I love being able to get, like, one forkful that has, like, a little representation of every single thing that's in the plate. Yeah. That Doc B's salad. 
yes. sponsor of this podcast <laughs> episode, I guess. Doc B's. Dude, I do love a chopped salad. That They all should be. I wish they all could be California girls. I agree. I agree. Huh. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, obviously, when she performs in front of a bunch of drunk soldiers, they are... Rude. They laugh. They crude. are rude. Crude. Uncouth. <laughs> and then Nina Arianda, who was previously openly laughing at Florence yeah. <laughs> just mocking her boots the Stand house down <laughs> stands up in the front row and turns around and is like you should all be ashamed of yourselves <laughs> clap for this woman clap yes absolutely Florence continue and then like Florence gets to do her little performance and then yet again St. Clair goes and cleans up the reviews goes and buys up every newspaper within a two mile radius throws them in the trash has a fake newspaper planted. I mean, this is so much it's work. It's elaborate. And, but then she finds out about it. I think somebody brings her, or one of her friends says something to mm-hmm. her about like, I'm sorry, it wasn't as bad as they all say or whatever. So you in this situation. Right, yeah. exactly. And um, so she's like, was I really that bad? Whatever. And he's like, no. And she's clearly, oh, by the way, after her first show, her sickness takes a turn for the worse. And her doctor's like, she needs to rest. But she's like, I've got to perform for the troops. They need me. My boys need me. My boys need me. So she really got worn out after that one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so in the movie, I guess she dies right after that. Yeah, but she does have the incredible line of they can say that I couldn't sing, but they can never say that I didn't And tell me why that made me cry a little bit. When I saw it, the first time I did, I got a little choky. That was really a sweet notion. Oh, it is because of a that Nicole and I use all the time. I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They can never say that I didn't sing. (laughs) It is good. Yeah, it's a very useful phrase. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nobody really talked about it. It was just, you know, it was very um, Market Street movie theater core. Right. You know. For sure. Your your town's local art theater when they get like a mid-budge costume drama. There was nothing quite like going to a movie at uh, Market Street. No. Loved that shit. No, and it was very Fraser Bain. <laughs> Extremely. And it I was I'd like, walk in there, pretend that I was in Seattle, Washington or whatever. So and not, sophisticated. Not 98 degrees outside <laughs> in my jeans. That was definitely the place to wear your new cardigan. Yeah. And your new ballet flats. That was, that was the only place you were going to get to wear it. Right. Sweetheart. You have to I, take it off the second you get outside. I did see Perfume Story of a Murderer there, and I wish... I, I just in my memory you were there with me I know you say you weren't but I think no, I've chosen to show it to me on DVD later I think I've chosen to sort of tether you to that memory and I thank you for I it I attached you to the sled because it w- just felt like the kind of movie that you yeah. should have seen with me I saw the young Victoria there well yeah that's it was always where you saw sort of the serious yeah highbrow whatever was going to be nominated for an Oscar would, exactly would be there whereas the tinsel town across the street laughs and jokes <laughs> popcorn flicks action flicks yep your pirates lots, of the lots Carib- of, exactly kind of thing yeah yeah livelier scene over there yes <laughs> yes younger people not they they changed their their decor to be Fraser Bane though I know which is like or really more like it was like slime core before it was more like Z gallery core type <sighs> deal it was Pay kind of paradise like paradise and put up a parking lot. Right. Man. Give me those. Cinemark in the '90s was such an acid fever dream. It was so fun. <laughs> they used to make. They should the have ticket left it tellers. that way. Remember, right. You remember what the ticket tellers would wear? They no. wear like little bow ties and cummerbunds, That's and they were right. like slime core. That's and right. I remember being as a kid being like, "That is sick. That and is the sickest fit I've ever seen." The carpet seen. was like 
wild green and pink. Like, actually, you get a little nauseous going into those bathrooms because it's like checkerboard God, and yes. then like green like bright green and you're also nauseous because it's the filthiest restroom you've ever seen in your life disgusting movie theater restrooms and I would people absolutely people unloading their worst dumps of the week <laughs> it was always humid yes. um, there's like an errant roll when you walk in <laughs> this is so disgusting but Trailing I like all the way down from the handicap stall yeah it yeah. was disgusting I'm sorry you were saying I would give anything to have that empty head summer break vacation vibe. Give me that. Watching a popcorn film at the local Cinemark. Yeah. Man. Nothing like it. That was that was the tops. Yeah, you had to be there. Speaking of that time, the movie we chose yep. for next, we won't be recording next week because I will be out of town. But the following week, mm-hmm. we will record and we're going to watch... Tell him. Uh, Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about keeping it real, easy breezy, sleazy. Yeah. We're not thinking too hard on these movies for the no. next few weeks. No, and we hardly even talk about the history attached to it in oh. this series because who cares? <laughs> right. I will say, because we're supposed to talk about costumes and what have you because it's a period piece, um, the costumery in Florence Foster Jenkins deserves, deserves a special Especially shout out. Especially that the outfit she wore for her big performance. Yes. I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. That was um, beautiful. And the set design was gorgeous. God bless. I loved uh, Cosme's apartment. Yeah, it, it was, was like sweet. Really cute. Yeah, it felt very lived in. Yes. Um, anyway, so yeah, Anchorman next week. Watch it again. I'm sure you've seen it before. But watch it again or don't. Please come back two weeks from now when we discuss it. Bye. Bye.